Corruption is the real enemy of unity and progress in Nigeria. So, we must stand together to stamp it out of our society. Akinfade Foundation, in collaboration with FRSC, presents Make We Sama Corruption, a show that brings to focus the symptoms and effects of corruption in every area of our society and how we as a people can eradicate it. Listen to Make We Sama Corruption every Friday at 9.30 a.m. Only on National Traffic Radio 107.1 Abuja. Make We Sama Corruption. Make Nigeria better. All right, our people, we are back in the studios. And we are here again, just like uh, we always do every Friday with your super-duper program, Make We Sama Corruption, and I'm, I'm your boy, your host, Mazi Ifani Obiora. Um, I'm doing this again with my lovely people, wonderful people. Yes, to my left, yes, the man that uh, does talking for a living, my personal party. That's me. Yes, Sam. Kubui, are they doing? Good Thank morning. you so much. Yes, good morning, Mazi. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here again today. Another opportunity for us to look at corruption and summer it squarely. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's it's always a pleasure. We started the conversation last week and we're about to summer it completely mm. this week. So it's, so it's good to be here. It's good to be here. How has your week been? Hope you've well, been Beautiful, uh, beautiful. Fantastic. It was a, a, a week full of so many activities, but mm. I thank God it's Friday. Absolutely. So it's time to, to wind down. <laughs> Even the Bible said God made heavens and earth and created everything in six days. Mm. On the seventh, seventh day. About to rest. All right, uh, and the beautiful <laughs> lady by my left. Uh, yes, the one person I've been eyeing from behind. But <laughs> no problem. She knows you. In fact, her eye front. Okay, from uh, the Gender Mobile Initiative, uh, we have here the program manager, uh, Miss Enno. Good morning. Good morning. And how do you do? Very well, Mazi. Good morning. Good morning, Sam. Yes, good morning. And always good. Uh, is, is your shoe that I'm eyeing? Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm not eyeing from back. I'm eyeing from, from so front. So I wonder how you will look. I wonder how you will look in the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> we could make it unisex, why not? Absolutely. Okay. And there's something called shoe padding, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just as you know, um, let's bring this thing home. Um, yeah. uh, last week, we've been the touchlight, uh, something, one particular topic where we look, say, this thing is corruption. And I make, we put our eyes, and that thing they call them sex for great. Mm. Meaning, say, some people for higher institutions, some lecturers, yes, go the demand, say, their fellow student will be female or male. Uh, if they know they do well, or probably uh, if they want me, they pass. Mm. They will say, oh yeah, make you submit, make you put back for grant, so that uh, we go feel upgrade you. So we are looking at, uh, with the touchlight, the corrupt aspect of these things and since last week now we start uh, the matter and today now we go kapam and we have uh, our our darling sister from the gender mobile initiative who will be doing justice and talking to us in that regard and in the past cases of sexual harassment and sexual pressure for sex or sex for grades has been very rare Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact it's I very underline to hear that of such thing, either by female student or by male lecturer. The question people are bound to ask is, why is it now so frequent and why are the male lecturers attracted to their female students? Mm. Now, last week we 
talked so much both on both sides because it could be from the student to the lecturer who mm-hmm. the student mm-hmm. might approach the lecturer and say yeah. okay oh, we are ready for ball, for game work with ball mm-hmm. because I know say I know today bright mm-hmm. now it could be the lecturer maybe trying to see your grades is so okay you won't use the medium take attract you yeah. so yeah. it could also be in the both ways mm-hmm. some people some students feel use them say okay well, this lecturer fine or this mm-hmm. uh, hey, make I go chai camp yes, you understand we can be with under benefits. the guise of relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go they do that kind of thing and we have seen so many things uh we have heard from her um how these things happen based on the information we have with us and mm-hmm. today we will continue sharply miss eno Ebo, please tell our listeners how does this sex for grade affect the student and the tertiary institution at large very good Thank you, Mazi. Um, like we started discussing last week, when we're looking at sex for grades, how it affects students, how it affects tertiary institutions. Mm-hmm. On the angle of the students, the first thing that I was seeing is that students have normalized it, not because they like it, but because wow. they have very little power, power or influence with which to do anything about it. But beyond that, the victims who are repeatedly demanded sex um, of um, favors from are, str- are struggling with trauma. Mm. The psychosocial trauma from these experiences. Some of them giving for the sake of wanting to just move forward and graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, a number, and, and then they struggle with the long-term impacts of that decision because some of them are unable to forgive themselves or never Absolutely. feel like you know some of their coursework mm. was they really merited it. And then there are others who, because they don't want to give into it, drop out of school because wow. there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of threat, and they can't keep up anymore. For these individuals who drop out very little is done in hearing their matter um, before within the school. Then beyond these aspects of um, students being affected is that within the institutions there's also the angle of it marrying the image of tertiary education institutions. In the past these things were happening, very little was being said about it. Mm. People knew about it. A few may be said in hush tones but out in the public on platforms, on social media platforms like we're hearing today, it wasn't that way. So now st- uh, schools are being tagged with nobody that school where they talk say so so and so happened for there. Mm. That is a bad image for such mm. an institution. And more importantly, when you look at even the economic returns for such schools, some schools now people are saying, ah, I don't want my child to go to that place. So I recently heard that so so and so is happening uh, in that that's institution. True. That's so true. automatically, economically, mm. um, schools are affected by that. But if you look at both sides, there's also the aspect of the fact that the credibility of the grading systems are now questionable. You mm. see someone finish with a first class or a two and, you wonder. and the next question people ask is, ah, whether they then pay for them mm-hmm. or whether they offer something <laughs> for yes, them, one or two. Absolutely. So when you see people genuinely grade, uh, graduate with good merited results, mm. it becomes questionable because people are not sure of the process through absolutely. which that grade was gotten. So absolutely. on both sides, it's a very damning and serious issue. Wow. Um, it, it's, it's a good thing that uh, you mentioned the effect on the students and how it affects them and you've mentioned the psychological uh thing that it has as well also um at least yes. uh, one minute i mm-hmm. think uh we have a oh we have caller. a caller oh that's that okay. was fast that was fast hello good morning <laughs> hello national traffic uh, good radio morning. good morning welcome to uh make with summer corruption what's your name and where are you calling us from okay my name is the uh, root commander Deca richard i'm the oc carol outpost okay. wow you're welcome sir is that for traffic updates Yes, 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 yes. Okay, please uh, do call us by 10.30. We are on uh, another program right now. Okay, but I just want to hear you in case they will call you. The military are doing their, whatever, I don't know, they block the entire road from the Abasa Barracks to AYA, narrowing the road for so only one vehicle. 
Okay. That's why we experienced serious bed loss this morning. Okay. The twin Nanya Karimo of the criminal Kubo, the very, 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 I think uh, we already had that information earlier, and uh, we'll get back to you on it. I'll call your line personally. It's okay. Thank you very much. Okay, um, Sam, you yes. were... Yes, um, I mean, one of the things that um, I was able to deduct from what uh, Ms. Um, Eno said is the fact that when an environment becomes like this, mm. then you can expect that to an extent it becomes toxic. Yes. And it mm. affects the all-round performance and the experience of the university as a whole mm. where people there's this fear there's this there's this foreboding sense of uh of lawlessness okay. and it's it's akin to what people experience when they live in the boarding house that you know there's no law and order it, it's it's a terrifying feeling for one to to live with and i think what you are very true the psychological and psychosocial effects of these things mm-hmm. uh they are they they, they stay with the with these students for a long time in fact it can affect them their relationships marriages even with their own children yeah. and uh, it's definitely something that i was able to pick from uh, what uh, miss eno said as well okay. uh, so moving on from this uh, i think i want to follow up with the question of how are civil societies like gender mobile and a lot of others how are they helping to curb this issue before we even get to government let's just start with ourselves yeah yes so so what can you say what can you say Okay, um, civil society organizations, um, various civil CSOs are, you know, actually doing a lot of things within mm. uh, environments of learning and outside. Mm. And within environments of learning, you know, there are things around um, advocacy against these issues, um, okay. capacity building sessions, mm. both for management members to be able to handle cases when they are reported, and uh, management committee members, and also students are good for them to be able to be aware of okay. what is going on, yep. how they can intervene, how mm. they can be proactive bystanders. Mm. And this is um, um, efforts that are being done by organizations like Gender Mobile Trial, okay. Campus Safety Initiative, and other organizations are also doing a number of other things as well. And um, for us, we also have um, both the Campus Safety Initiative, like I started talking about last week, which has to do with policy design for schools on anti-sexual harassment policies to okay. be implemented in schools, and um, proactive bystander intervention in terms of Allow, ensuring that people understand what these issues are about in schools mm-hmm. and can do something about it. And then we also have the Campus Power App where people can report, get information and track cases. And then there are also other organizations like AFF, the Akinfade Foundation yes. that has the Flag It app also to drive report, reportage of cases because we understand there's a huge gap in terms of under-reporting mm-hmm. um, platforms where mm-hmm. people can report cases. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the um, Sheo Musa Yaradwa Foundation. They also have a whistleblowing platform, a web-based wow. platform. Okay. So in terms of what is being done in schools, mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of organizations are doing a lot of things. And then outside environments of learning, um, CSOs are the ones who drove the current bill before the National Assembly, Assembly that is going Amazing. to legislative scrutiny. Okay. And there's still a lot of pressure, and the hope is that in no short time, it should be, that bill should be getting presidential assent and become a law mandating schools to have systems in place to address sexual wow. grades and sexual wow. That's beautiful. That's I mean. beautiful. Um, the, the, the whistleblowing platform and all the uh, reportage that we have, just as you mentioned, if I may ask, how would you rate the response of these institutions? Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's a good question. You understand? That's a good. Are they really responding? Mm-hmm. You know, with 
these ideas trying to help the student or trying to curb uh the menace yeah or or, or partnering with the cso's are yes. they are they you know, it's one thing for you to do something is another thing for you for the organ for the institutions mm. uh to encourage mm. this kind of a uh, partnership and to even collaborate with you and with help you the efforts yes, yes. You know, interestingly, um, I actually like this question because it really puts, you know, the 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 role of institutions at play here. Mm. And the fact is that now you can say it's a bit more commendable. You okay. know, the fact that institutions are beginning to recognize that sex for grades is an issue mm. in tertiary education institutions compared to in the past where they'll say, ah, God forbid, oh, that kind of thing you know they happen <laughs> for our institutions, our our lecturers, our academic staff, not mm. like they know it in exposed. They do our students know that we have handbooks and codes of conduct mm. that speak to these issues. But when you look closely, those handbooks and codes of conduct don't speak to issues of sex for grades. It talks about moral conduct generally, but it doesn't specifically itemize the okay. forms of sex for great sexual mm-hmm. harassment the mm-hmm. different manifestations what the institution is supposed to do when consequences such, exactly in terms of um sanctions mm. what are the consequences who is being held accountable whether it is on the part of the lecturer whether it's on the part of, of the student mm. so i'll say institutions are beginning to recognize that it's an issue Good. that said we have over 300 tertiary education institutions in nigeria today mm. as yep. we are speaking today mm-hmm. and we barely have anti-sexual harassment policies that speak to addressing sex for grades in up to 100 of these institutions. Wow. So that means that we've barely gone halfway in terms of mechanisms in place, frameworks that speak to the issue and provide mm. guidelines to, to address. address and like you know, if, if you don't say something is an issue, then anything is fine. Yeah. Until mm. you start to speak to the issue clearly, how do they say it? If there's no law, there's yeah, no crime. Everything you know, is there's permissible. No sin, anything is permissible. So on that sense, institutions are beginning to do a lot of things in terms of grievance redressal mechanisms. But I'll say that, like I said, there's still a long way to go and more importantly is that i think the other angle that institutions are not really recognizing is providing physical and academic security for people who report on these cases we have seen cases where in the process of reporting victims become um, further traumatized they are further victimized by other lecturers who are close to the the perpetrator who has been reported you know and then there's also issues around social exclusion in Mm. terms of um, trauma that they may experience and then physical security there are times where we've had cases where in the process of reporting a case a victim becomes threatened their lives as as well so in terms of um, that angle of response from institutions they need to work more with their chief security um, officers chief safety officers in the schools and Mm -hmm. also members of the faculty where that victim has reported to ensure that at the academic level there's security for a victim and there's also fiscal security for the victim when they report Mm. all right people wow um we have you have been listening to the voices of uh, mazifa yobi oraume uh sam adedoni and uh on the program Make With Summer Corruption remember you can call to give us a, a maybe your own point or your idea, your views on this particular, your thoughts on this particular uh, topic, the numbers are 0805 or you can also call 0906 700 zero zero one five you can also uh leave us with a text message or whatsapp message on zero eight zero five two nine nine seven eight four eight let us hear your thought on uh the topic that uh we are talking about sex for, for grades. grades yeah okay thank you so much uh for uh that those points because really what matters is if you are working and you are the result of the work 
you are seeing it. It gives you joy. Absolutely. It drives. Despite, despite the challenge, definitely mm. all our aim is to get a result. Absolutely. Moving forward. Yes. Well, okay. I think uh, someone wants to contribute. Talk to us. Okay. Hello. Hello, National Traffic Radio. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Sir. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Make We Summer Corruption. Thank you. I just call me to appreciate you guys for that great work that you are doing. Okay, so please, what's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Adiola. Ah, Madam Adiola. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I just want to appreciate you for that great work you are doing. Okay, ma'am. Thank you uh, so much. Hello? Hello? Yes, Hello. We're, we're hearing you. I said, God continue to bless you. Amen. Yeah, well done. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for that. All right. All right. That's a, a good one yes. coming and, from Madame Adiola. Perfect timing because we're talking about the fact that um, sometimes when these things are appreciated, it encourages people yeah. and then someone called in to appreciate. <laughs> to appreciate so, us. Uh, that, that's, fine. that's as well. So um, I want to ask another question. We've talked about um, what um, CSOs are doing. We've talked about response from the universities and tertiary institutions. What about the response from policymakers and those in government what are they doing because i mentioned you mentioned something about um you know putting a framework in place and i and i know that um having this in law especially some specific if possible specific to tertiary institutions or somewhere somewhere around age of a child or, or institutions generally i know that it will go a really long way as to fast track how these things are being treated and give a framework to that um, and you mentioned something about the bill uh, being pushed forward by CSO. So what is the response of government to this particular issue? So, um, like we're discussing on, on, on the legal framework um, that has been going through legislative scrutiny before the National Assembly. Mm. Um, the matter of fact is that the government has been very slow. They were initially very slow to recognize, you know, sex for grades and sexual harassment in educational institutions as what we understand as an epidemic it's a serious wow. issue. It's pervasive. It's going on everywhere, and it has become mm. enabled mm. by you know culture of silence and and lack of institutional framework to mm -hmm. respond to it. And and like I said, that bill has been going through um, national assembly since 2016. Wow, that's this is uh, about six years now. Six years, now. yeah. Down. And even before then, when they started drafting, there were already a lot of hes uh, hesitation, a lot of resistance. There are other bills that take less than less a than year. Exactly. I Some mean, months, you know, one two hearings, <laughs> and before you know it, it's uh, it's law. Exactly. So so the question becomes: Is it that at the level of legislative uh, um, governance there isn't a, a, a serious uh, intention to address these issues mm. or is mm. it that we're having um, members of the tertiary education regulatory bodies not also recognizing a serious issue because it has to be a collective action mm. it cannot be just one side if we put a law in place and tertiary institutions don't take it seriously Absolutely. to give effect to it then the law is just going to be sitting there mm. and I mean Nigeria we don't get enough laws rich make with they use the law make it give people results yeah, so in terms of in terms of legislative frameworks in place that has been going on for a long time like I said, we're hoping that um, something can be done in terms of mandating social institutions to set out frameworks within their own schools that speak to these issues. I see. Um, um, and, and if you look at that bill, there's still a lot of things that need to be fleshed out. Um, 
on the angle of CSOs, there are many components of bill that we think most should have been set out in terms of really uh, itemizing these issues. But at least it gives us a step closer to when there was Very true. In place. Very but true. beyond um, this legislative angle of, of putting frameworks in place, I would say that there are a number of other government institutions that are also doing their own bit on issues of sexual grades and sexual harassment and sexual and gender-based violence mm. in tertiary education institutions. I'll mention the NOA, the National Orientation Agency. Yes. Um, we're in partnership with NOA. Okay. And um, they have, uh, the agency has a campus-focused program. Okay. And it's basically where they go to tertiary education institutions and speak on different social vices going on mm. in environments of learning. It could be issues around cultism, drugs, mental health, mm-hmm. health, um, a, a range of issues, even issues around illegal migration where students are going to see immediately finish school now to find ways, say you yeah. won't come out, mm. whether legal or illegal. Mm. And then there's also so a component that was important on addressing um, school-related sexual and gender-based violence. And that is where the Gender Mobile Initiative, the I'm with, have been providing support to anyway. So I think that's been important Amazing. in really engaging tertiary institutions on mm. that issue. Mm. And then, of course, like we discussed last week, I mentioned to you the role that the ICPC has been playing in addressing, you know, sex for grace as a power centered form of harassment and they're doing that through their mandate they are um, um, taking up issues in, t- in terms of prosecuting cases when they are reported and also providing mechanisms in place supporting schools so on that aspect i'll say more is being done but i think um there's, we still need to do more in terms of system-wide changes. It mm-hmm. can't just be we're picking this school, we're working here, we're picking another school. When are we going to cover all the tertiary institutions? So we need to have it a nationally coordinated effort to address sex for grades yeah. across our tertiary education institutions. Wow. Thank you very much. That means it must be legislated. Mm-hmm. If Absolutely. it's not done, then we can't really uh, move take it to a wider range. Okay, let's talk to the students. Mm. You know, they are the ones involved in all this. So, what can the students do on their own to avoid, prevent, reduce, or mitigate uh, this against the occurrence of a, a sex for grade? What would you be? What would be your advice? Absolutely. Hmm, this is an interesting question yeah. because, <laughs> because if I'll be honest, I would say to place the responsibility on 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 students having a role to avoid or prevent sex for grades. Mm. I will say in some parts is to seemingly absolve lecturers mm. and members of academic or non-academic staff from mm. their professional ethical conducts in how they carry out their duties yeah. on campuses. Mm. Because say I, I, I they offer you something, no means you're supposed to collect them. So I would say on the angle of students trying to avoid it or trying to prevent it i would say beyond them studying them doing what they need to do in schools mm-hmm. it should not at the same time if they are not doing well become a reason for them to be vulnerable and be prone to this um, forms of sexual harassment but mm-hmm. i would say that um students have actively participated over time in a, we've been working as an organization for over four years now in campuses and we've mm-hmm. seen students really see the role in you know the collective voice as we know that when people are united on an issue there's bound to make some changes. That is why schools are now beginning to say, let's stop closing our doors. Let's be open to receiving CSOs to help us address this issue. So I would say that has been the kind of pressure students are beginning to place on management of tertiary education institutions to do something about it. So on the angle of students, I think there's more that can be done. As we know, even all of the things we started hearing around sex or grades was because students started talking about it. They were putting pressure on social media platforms. And as the information was being put out there, schools started to now look inward and say, 
what can we do differently? Absolutely. So I'll say, Absolutely. students still have a role to play to be what we call, we call them proactive bystanders. Because when okay. you say someone is a proactive bystander, they are ready to intervene. They are ready mm. to support fellow students when they say, see what in this lecturer they do. See what in this lecturer mm-hmm. tell me. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, ah, na normal now. You go just know what you go do. No, it's to yeah. say, this thing no day okay. Yeah. Why you go do that kind of thing? Or if it's a male um, student, say, ah, this lady, the time she make I do sound, so I think his whole college, instead of laughing and say, bros, just collect now, yeah, that's free, whatever. Exactly. No, 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 you should realize that that is an epidemic issue, that mm. is the culture that has become enabled in an environment. So you say, Absolutely. no, no, that's not supposed to do, okay, why? We, we need to say something about it. Mm. And so we're seeing students, even student representatives, student leaders are beginning to engage their fellow students educating them on these issues, putting pressure on management that when cases are reported, schools should take these issues seriously. Absolutely. Dutifully investigate, conclude investigations, mm-hmm. make we emphasize <laughs> that, make we not start, start and leave them halfway. And, yeah. and more importantly, conclude. make determinations so that students can trust the system. So I'll say, mm. students should trust the system, put pressure on the students, and expect that institutions have a role to play. Because on their part, we cannot just come in and say, this is what we want to do. But if, if we are brought in because students have seen that there's a gap, mm. then it gives onus, it gives uh, a lot of credence, um, credence to yeah. why the intervention that organizations like Gender Mobile and many other CSOs are trying to support their students should Absolutely. come in and, and help. So I think students, we can never emphasize, like I said, the power of a collective voice on an issue. Amazing. And so they can do more and more in putting pressure and in supporting their fellow students. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I think you've said some pretty uh, strong points. Uh, as much as, yes, the, the onus falls on the uh, more responsible parties in the sense that the lecturers, the government, the institutions, and whatever. Uh, I, I also love the fact that you mentioned that, you know, the students, I, I'm always, I've always been a believer in um, everyone taking a level of proactive, um, I, I don't know for lack of a better term, responsibility in the sense that um, I love that you said a students, students can be proactive by standards, mm. they can speak out because mm-hmm. that is something. Mm. If all the students have, I mean, if like I'm talking hundreds of thousands of students flood the flag it app mm. and the gender, I mean, the campus, campus power, power app, I mean, it will help, it will, it will, it will amplify, really amplify, yeah. amplify yeah. the yeah. it, it will amplify voice one. That's then among themselves, students can also tell each other because those that have been a lot of the times, um, it's not just a one time thing, it's usually a lecturer saying, Meet me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if a student can say, It is my responsibility to speak out on this thing and talk to, even if it's a friend, and the friend says, Oh, let me lead you to gender mobile, let them do this, let them begin to investigate, let them do this, it will really reduce it because lecturers will be like, There will be no supply anymore. And then gradually, if supply is met with problem, mm. then the demand is going to dwindle out eventually. Absolutely. And, and I just, I've always been an advocate of the power of the voice of the of the collective mm. uh, many when they decide. No, nobody is too small when they when they bunch together. And Very I think true. that's the that's the beauty of, of that. Yes. Okay. Um, we've seen the role of our technology in in this. Uh, issues where students can actually use mm. phone record to mm-hmm. get out information. But one striking factor I want us to also talk to our students is it right? You know, I know some students might just, you know, uh, call their colleagues. You know, they will say, okay, let's go. Le- we'll come <laughs> later. And before you know it, by the time they have, must have gotten the lecturer to, you know, a particular point where he can no longer deny. Some of them come and they start beating. Is that uh, allowed? Uh, what would you tell the students on that? 
Oh, mob action is never to be mm. encouraged and um, mm. taking taking laws into one's hand is completely prohibited um, if there are sanctions against it it's mm-hmm. a crime mm-hmm. actually um, mm. to take laws into your hand Absolutely. what we've always encouraged is to say if you feel that um, there's need for you to try to get evidence then you can work with your peers, you can work with an organization, you can even work with some members on campus mm. to say, oh God, I reported this thing. You Absolutely. say it not be true. Okay, follow me. Let's try and get this person to where, mm. to lure the person so that you can actually get the evidence. Beyond mm. getting evidence, taking actions, beating the person up, stripping mm. you know, the individual, in any way trying to um, uh, um, take away the dignity of that individual mm-hmm. is never to be encouraged because that is actually un- um, very, very um, unlawful. And, and so that inv- eventually would then put aside the issue that was on the on front uh, burner, which I was see. sex for grades and sex And then the issue becomes you took laws into your yeah. hand. So yeah. let's, let's abuse, encourage I mean, human people to do things that. right. Absolutely. We know say this thing they vex us. We know mm. like them, but make we do them the right way. Absolutely. So that they don't go turn the matter, say mm. we took the overdue and we're doing it the wrong way. All right. Wow. All right. Uh, with that said, I think we have come to the end of today. Thank you. Today's edition. Thank you so much, Miss Eno. It's been amazing, very informative. And of course, um, in case people want to reach out to your organization, can you just reel out your phone number or email address so that people can quickly reach out? While she's uh, trying to do that, I would like to mention that the Akinfade Foundation is a proud partner of the FRSC and uh, of course, National Traffic Radio. And of course, there's the Flag It app where you can flag any issue that revolves around uniformed um, officials, whether it's a police, whether it's road traffic, whatever it is, legitimate issues, just just send a message and they have a dedicated desk at the FRC to address such issues. And of course, for issues related to gender and for students and things like this, gender mobile is there. Please give us those, uh, those that information again. I can reach you. Alright, um, like I said last week, we have the Campus Power mobile platform and it is available on iOS, which is for iPhone users and mm-hmm. it's also available on and on Android platforms, which is available on the Android, the app, the Google Play Store. Google Play Store. So, um, in terms of a platform, a technology-driven platform that really addresses you, just like Flagit, Campus Pal is also there, and there are many other platforms. The whistleblowing platform, like I mentioned, but for us, Campus Pal is where we're getting people to be able to talk about these issues and report and get um, redress and track their cases. And then also in terms of our call line, we have zero seven double zero triple zero triple zero two you can call us to report or talk to us about any issue and you can also send us an email and at info at gendermobile.org we'll be happy to hear from you all right um uh our people we have come to the end of this edition we'll see you next week please for now we say bye-bye but stay tuned to national traffic radio does it bother you that everywhere you turn you are faced with corruption and they tell you sometimes We've been they crack the joke. Who we offend? Who do us like this? My people. Nobody do us so. Now we they do ourselves. Corruption is the real enemy of unity and progress in Nigeria. And stamping it out of our society is our collective responsibility. The Akinfadeyi Foundation, in collaboration with the Federal Road Safety Corps, presents Make We Summer Corruption, a radio show that brings to focus the symptoms and effects of corruption in every area of our society and how we as a people can eradicate it. Correct. Listen to Make We Sama Corruption every Friday at 9.30 a.m. on 107.1 National Traffic Radio Abuja. Make We Sama Corruption. Make Nigeria better. Better.